Welcome to the Wickedly Smart Women podcast, featuring stellar conversations with emerging and established Wickedly Smart Women. Thanks for joining us today as we celebrate women who are committed, care deeply, and have the courage to take action and create conscious change all around the world. Now here's your Wickedly Smart host, Angel B. Hartwell. Welcome to another episode of the Wickedly Smart Women podcast, where we celebrate Wickedly Smart Women and provide our listeners with a wealth of wisdom, along with immediately actionable steps to be smarter, spunkier, and more successful in their impact and their leadership. This is your host, Angel B. Hartwell, and today we welcome our special guest, Susanna Stoika. Susanna has a PhD in computer engineering and over 30 years of experience in defining and using advanced technologies. Born with the gift of healing, she worked with doctors to aid in healing people worldwide. After two traumatic brain injuries on the same day, she decided to focus her healing practice on helping people with neural impairments, especially those who have recent and old brain trauma, including strokes. And I had the pleasure of meeting Susanna in New York City at the National Publicity Summit, I think in the fall of 2019. And it is such a pleasure to have you here on the show today. Welcome, Susanna. Thank you for having me. I'm looking forward to the interview. I am so looking forward to hearing more about your life. What an epic, beautiful story you have. Tell us how you knew that you had healing capacities. Like, when did that start? Was that something that began when you were a child? Or was that something that got uh, activated when you had the brain injuries? I started doing healing without realizing when I was a child. And I became aware of my capability of doing healing when I was researching ways to help my husband who was having back pains and refused to go to the doctor. So being uh, of the attitude of I can do it, I decided I would get myself some information what to do. And the first thing was uh, to do some reflexology. And after studying and making the maps and everything, when I started to do it, he was too ticklish to take it. So I was back to the board, and I did some course in polarity. First, I read a book, and the book was saying that I should be trained by a knowledgeable person before starting to actually do it. And then I found out why, because people can get really angry if you discharge the stress too fast. Anyway, so I am at this course of uh, polarity, and the teacher tells us to go in pairs and uh, practice what he was teaching, which was in holding the uh, body uh, at different positions, and suddenly my hands don't, don't want to hold anything and go up in the air and start moving by themselves. And you can imagine how... Uh, familiar was I was what was going on as an engineer and I look at my teacher in the front of the room and I ask him what's going on you know and she, she said stay lucid basically so I didn't have a choice I have no control about over my hands I had some uh, images 
during this session. And suddenly after a while, my hands stop, we go to lunch and the lady I was working with tells me on the way back, you think I, I am crazy, but I had a very bad cold. And after that, I couldn't breathe properly. They gave me all sorts of antibiotics, nothing helped, couldn't find what was the source of it. But now I'm breathing properly. Now that really scared me. But she added afterwards, you know, and I had these images in my mind while you were working on me, and it was exactly what I saw. So that really scared me. So it took me about two years to figure out what I was doing. But in the meantime, I was talking with my dad, uh, who was also an engineer. And I said, Dad, something really crazy happened to me. He was an open-minded engineer. And I told him, said, ah, you were doing healing when you were seven years old. What are you talking about? Don't you remember when mom walked into a... Uh, window and cut her forehead really badly that we had to uh, ask for uh, the ambulance to come and take her to the hospital. And then I remembered, uh, I was seven years old, He, my dad would uh, faint when he saw blood. So he gave this seven-year-old a big ball of cotton and gauze and I had to bandage my mom. <laughs> and he would t- tell me from the kitchen what to do. And I remember that it was really strange when I, after I cleaned uh, with a little bit of alcohol, I had to put my hand on uh, the cut and move it on the cut till it stopped bleeding. And then I, uh, of course, I put uh, salt on it, which was at that time what we used, and the bandage, and my mom looked like a, a space cadet, but she went to the hospital. And the doctor opened it up. He said to them, my dad, if you would have come right away, I would have put quite a few of those metal clamps because that's what they were using at this time. It's nothing that I have to do right now because it's all closed. So it's just as the person who bandaged her to just change the bandage regularly every day. And as they were walking out the door, my dad says, the doctor said, by the way, who did this? When did this happen? He says, two hours ago. Who did this? My (laughs) seven-year-old. So my dad was still laughing after many years later. And eventually I found out what happened that day. And doctors found out what happened that day because uh, my son got uh, diagnosed with the tumor of the adrenals. And that's when I decided that I had to use that whatever happened that day to help my son. Mm-hmm. And I was able to help him. Actually, the doctor was completely shocked because he said uh, his adrenal output was 100 times more than normal. And after I worked with my son for a week, it was absolutely normal again. And he said, I sent both time to two reps. This doesn't happen. This doesn't happen. Finally, I told him what happened. He said, okay, uh, he was supposed to do a, a surgery to see what was happening there. And he said, you know what, we'll uh, do right, just testing a month from now, three months and six months and a year. And if everything is fine, your son is okay. And he was okay. 
Beautiful. So you started healing when you were seven, and then you maybe put it aside for a while, it sounds like, and then you... Uh, no, I was uh, bandaging people, and uh, probably I was doing, but I wasn't uh, realizing that you I was You weren't conscious doing. of it. You weren't conscious yeah. of the actual healing energy that was coming through you that was, was helping these people. So then you ended up helping your son, and you ended up helping your husband, Tell us a little bit about, I guess, what inspired you to be in engineering when you also were carrying this healing gift? Because that seems almost like two totally different skill sets altogether. It seems that way. But if I look back, now I realize that my whole life, kind of, I was getting kicked in the backside to go on the right path. Why? When I was going to choose a profession, I was in between going for engineering or medical. And uh, a cousin of mine, the summer before I had to apply to schools, asked me if I really want to know what is uh, medical studies all about. And I said, yes, I want. Are you sure? He said, I can get you in and show you. And he was asking repeatedly, so I said, what are you talking about? He said, you know that you have to chop up cadavers in order to go to medical, if you go to medical school. And I said, oops, I want to work with the living, not with the dead. <laughs> so that made me an engineer. But I was always mesmerized by how, the, how our brain works. How can we think? And because of that, when it was offered, in our university to go on in a program which was a first program to build computers i volunteered for it we were 16 people all together uh, top students were offered the opportunity and when i was uh, to choose my master's uh, thesis it was computers built with neural cell-like circuits Wow, okay. Which is interesting. The work was so interesting that the professor who was in charge of that program offered me later a PhD program to continue my work. When I was going into doing healing, I found that for me it was extremely easy to work with the brain. Mm. And I didn't know at that time, it took me to uh, two brain injuries on the same day to figure out that actually most of the healers cannot even detect brain injuries. I don't know why. So that's why when I was at the lowest point, I was ready to give up. I couldn't function at all. In that fog, I decided that I am going to recover. I am going to use my knowledge as a healer because I was working before with brain injuries as well as all my experience of recovery to help others who have brain injuries. And here I am. <laughs> Beautiful. Wow. Really powerful story, Susanna. I love what you said. And what I'm also curious about, we only have a couple minutes before the break, but what I'm curious about is I would imagine that you might have been maybe the only woman or one of very few women who was doing the computer engineering work back 30 plus years ago. So 
Uh, there's an interesting piece there that I'd like to explore on the other side of the break. But right now, what we are going to do is we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to talk more about how you help people with healing brain injury. But I also do want to go into this, you know, how you navigated marrying, essentially marrying left brain to me, that's engineering and right brain, which is the healing piece, marrying them together. And at the same time, being a pioneer in your field you know, 30 plus years ago as probably one of the few women. So uh, hopefully we can talk about that on the backside of the break. But you right, <laughs> Okay, great. So right now, though, we are going to take a break. And before I actually, before I go to the break, where are you from originally, Susanna? I am from Romania and okay. from a part of Romania, which is very famous, which is called Transylvania. So my first language is not Romanian, it's Hungarian. All right, beautiful. Well, thank you so much for being here. And what we are going to do now, Wickedly Smart Women, we need your help. If you're enjoying this show and you want us to stay on the air, please consider making a donation at www.wickedlysmartwomen.com. We'd also like to ask that you share with your lovely lady friends what we have going on here. I also want to let you know that I've created a very special quiz for our listeners to help you discover your wealth readiness. And you can find out more about that quiz if you listen to the commercial at the break. That will give you information on where you can uh, access the quiz. And I want to encourage you to join us on Facebook in our Wickedly Smart Women community and check out our new store that we have on TeePublic. And we will have the links for those in the show notes as well. So you can get some fun t-shirts and coffee mugs and hoodies and journals and all kinds of other fun things that we are creating that talk about Wickedly Smart Women. And Wickedly Smart Women, like Susanna, are awesome and they are filled with really powerful, powerful leadership and intention. And so we are going to be right back. But right now, I do want to say a big thank you to all of our listeners who are downloading, rating, and reviewing. We are welcoming thousands of downloads from all over the world. We have 48 countries um, downloading right now. Let me see if we have anything that's even close to Romania on here. Oh, Romania is a listening country. So we are going to shout out to Romania. Thank you, listeners in Romania. And we will be right back with Susan Stoika. The Wickedly Smart Women podcast is brought to you by the Wealthy Life Mentor. Women, are you on the edge knowing that life is calling you to make a change? Are you ready to be part of the evolution of what it means to be a wickedly smart woman creating your wealthy life by design, a life that is an extraordinary work of art? Angel B. Hartwell, the Wealthy Life Mentor, is hired by women in transition, women just like you who want to break through to their brilliance, become clear on the value of their wisdom, and embody a beauty-filled, balanced life of shameless self-expression. Discover your wealthy life readiness by taking the quiz at quiz.wealthylifementor.com. And we are back with Susan Stoika. 
As I mentioned before we went to the break, I want to let you know where you can find out more about her and what she is doing to help people healing brain injury. And you can find out more at healingbraininjury.com, healingbraininjury.com. So Susanna, what will people find when they get to your site? When they get to healingbraininjury.com, what are they going to find when they get there? It's a lot of information. My intent is that people, uh, to educate first of all people about brain injuries. So they will find a lot of uh, links to interviews which I had, information about my uh, nine books, and a way to contact me. Great, great. So if you or someone in your family has experienced brain injury, I highly recommend that you go to healingbraininjury.com, educate yourself, and if it feels like it's a useful thing for you to do to contact Susanna, please do that so that you can get some help. I want to go back to the question that I had before the break, Susanna. Were you one of the only women who uh, was enrolled in your, in your uh, undergraduate degree, your master's degree, and your PhD degree? back when you stepped into the engineering field? Uh, my engineering field that I started out with was automation, which was already a top field at that time. And uh, in the, I don't even remember, second or third year out of five years, uh, we were given the opportunity to take additional courses to specialize in computer design. And in that program, I was the only woman. In the year where uh, we were for automation, we had four women uh, out of 164, 166 people. That meant that I was constantly under the microscope. When I worked, I started working. Interestingly, I, uh, I, because there are not many people who were uh, knowledgeable in computer design, I worked on the first uh, Romanian computer design, the first one which was used uh, commercially, and I was given a helper, a woman, a younger woman. That was nice. Yeah. And then uh, everywhere where I went, in Canada and in the States, after having experience with me, uh, they would hire women, which is uh, very gratifying. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you for being a pioneer. I want to thank you for being a leader. And I want to thank you for subjecting yourself to putting yourself under the microscope because so many women of your generation really paved the way for so much for so many of the women who are, you know, enjoying the fruits of your labors now. So I, I just really want to thank you for that and honor you and appreciate you for that. I want to go back to the question about most healers don't work with brain injury. So I'd like to have you go a little bit deeper into that and tell us about some of the clients that you've worked with and maybe why you think most healers don't have brain injury on their radar screen or are not doing work in that area. I think the reason is that the, the energy field of the brain is slightly different. It's gentler and higher frequencies than the rest. It's kind of a frequency between the physical frequency of the muscles, bones, and so on, and organs, and the source frequency, which is a higher frequency. So I think that the, probably uh, most of the healers are attuned to the physical 
vibration and they don't notice it. Mm. Like when you uh, hear a very high pitch noise, you don't detect it. Mm. But the do your dog will hear it. Mm. So uh, if you are not attuned to it, you don't get it. Mm. Probably because I was so interested in the brain, that's why I was detecting it. Sure. Well, plus I would imagine your own two brain injuries were possibly uh, no. part. No? It doesn't have anything to do because I was working with brain injuries before I had my own. Ah, okay. That's interesting. That's very yeah, interesting. Yeah. So it actually immediately after my brain injuries, I didn't know at the time, but I had a pituitary injury. And for some reason, when I tried to do healing after I got injured immediately, I would have excruciating pains in my in, in, in the inside of the brain. So I, I couldn't do it for a while. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'm hearing a couple of things there. First, that brain injury is both the healing of it as well as the perception of it requires a more refined attunement for the healer. Is that what I'm hearing? Like a more, uh, like, uh, like a it's, dialed in, uh, yeah, a it's dialed in, at a higher, yeah, dialed in yeah. at a higher level. Um, so that's the first thing I'm I know thinking. that there are a lot of craniosacral practitioners which are basically working with uh, physical perception of the brain, but they would perceive the physical impediment to the flow of spinal fluid. But I don't know why they don't really find the brain injury. I don't know why. Okay. And well. correct the brain injury. I have no idea why. All right. Well, maybe there's a there's a field of study there to continue to uh, intrigue you. It's definitely intriguing to me. I think I could spend uh, most of the afternoon talking to you, Susanna. So let's talk about some of the people that you've helped, the people who have had brain injury that you've helped. Can you talk a little bit about some of your success stories, some of the people that have come to you? I mean, obviously... You are your own success story if you've had two traumatic brain injuries in one day. So you can talk about that if you'd like. I don't know what happened if you want to talk about that, or you can talk about clients that you've helped, either or. For example, in my case, uh, I went from being a A-type personality, working very long hours in my engineering job. It was normal for me to work 10, 12 hours. I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the, the engineering work because I always created. I was an uh, inventor. And at the same time, I was working in a medical practice after hours and Saturdays because that created a balance. Actually, when I went from doing engineering work to doing my healing work, it was a relaxation. And the healing work in turn, it was a humanizing thing because when you do engineering, you are work with numbers and uh, very precise things while doing healing, it's uh, completely different. At the same time, healing uh, made me a, a more inventive person. Mm -hmm. And what I found very interesting is that the moment of aha, when you do an invention, it's exactly the same feeling as when you do healing. Beautiful. Very interesting. 
so uh, when I had my brain injury, I went from being at the top of the world, very active, you can imagine, to not being able to remember words in any of the languages I speak. And I speak fluently three. So I was in excruciating pain. Uh, I couldn't turn my head. I uh, had to turn my whole body because my uh, skull was fixed on the atlas. Eventually, two years later, I found somebody, an osteopathic doctor, who started slowly putting everything back in order. And he told me that even my toes were out of place. My eye sockets, my palate, the bones were on top of each other. Oh my my, my uh, ribs were on top of each other. My pelvis was moved. My, my uh, tailbone was broken and so on. So uh, I had to, to use my, uh, first of all, immediately after the brain injury, I used my knowledge of limiting the effects of the brain injury. People don't know this, but most of the problems created by a brain injury are due to swelling of the brain, Hmm. what is called the secondary brain injury. And I knew that I had to do everything possible to reduce the swelling. Hmm. So I went immediately. I had uh, treatment by friends who who were... uh, doing alternative stuff, including having chiropractic adjustment of my spine. I uh, also had felt a cries about uh, half an hour after the accident. And uh, I reduced as much as I could the amount of uh, input. So smell, noise, uh, light, everything. I was falling asleep all the time. I didn't even know I would uh, sit on uh, and suddenly just was out. And I would uh, realize when I came back that uh, the TV program was not making sense to me. That's how I knew that I fell asleep. So in the beginning, I wasn't able to even see mazes. I took very simple mazes done by kids. And I couldn't see more than one inch by one inch. Mm. So it was very difficult to make them. Uh, I stayed for months trying to do those. And I slowly, slowly tried to do different mazes, logic exercises, puzzles. I couldn't distinguish colors for a while, Mm. which was interesting. So... I had to learn I, all my life, of course, working in uh, advanced technology, you have, as a woman, you had to push yourself. Uh, having a brain injury taught me that I couldn't push myself. If I push myself, actually, I fell back in my development, mm-hmm. in my recovery. Mm-hmm. So that was my story. It took me about 12 years to remember my childhood. I couldn't remember. It was like they were talking about somebody else. It was void. Well, and and the truth is, here you are today helping other people healing from their brain injury. So clearly you have healed yourself and clearly you know what the path is to do that. 
what I want to say, Susanna, is I really want to honor you and I really want to appreciate you and I really want to encourage people to get in touch with you and go to healingbraininjury.com to find out more because as you can tell, Susanna has massive, massive experience and expertise and success with healing brain injury, both from a left brain side and a right brain side. So uh, again, I just really want to thank you, Susanna, for being a pioneer. I want to thank you for uh, paving the way, both as a, a woman in technology, as well as a healer on the planet. And I'm really grateful that you were able to come and be on the show today. Listeners, we love feedback. Please let us know what you thought of today's show by calling into our listener line. We'll have that in the show notes. Or you can send in questions or guest suggestions to listeners at wickedlysmartwomen.com. We might even give you a shout out on the show. Be sure to go to healingbraininjury.com if you or someone you love has had a brain injury and find out more because this woman is a wealth of wisdom. I want to thank you for tuning in. Keep your ears open. And remember, you are a wonderful woman. Thanks for tuning in, downloading, and listening. Be sure to rate and review Wickedly Smart Women on Apple Podcasts and share with other women who can benefit from today's episode. Wickedly Smart Women is the premier podcast series for informing, activating, and inspiring the leader who carries profound wisdom and knows that now is the time to welcome wealth. We welcome your feedback and guest suggestions and invite you to subscribe to our mailing list to be notified of each new episode at wickedlysmartwomen.com.